G'day, welcome to the Noob Spiro podcast. I am your host, Shrek. You are listening to the Noob Spiro podcast. This is the show where we interview spearfishing experts, authorities, and characters from around the world and share them with you where you can cash in on their tips, expertise, lessons learned. And if you're landlocked at this time or you haven't been in the water for a while, catch up on some good old stoke. Today's interview, we're off to Brazil. Very interesting man. His name is Ricardo Raposo. Raposo? And uh, he's an engineer living in Coco Cabana in Rio de Janeiro, and he's been spearing for quite a few years. He's uh, he's now a Spiro dad. He's he's joined the ranks, and uh, actually, I've got a bit of an announcement for Spiro dads. Come to think of that, but uh, we get right into uh, in the veterans' fault. We get into concentration and resting before each dive. He's got a whole bunch of practical tips and advice in the veterans' vault. So stick around. We're going to get right into Ricardo Raposo's interview in just a minute after some quick. Some very fast shout-outs. Uh, Patreon, legends, uh, patrons helped fund my trip to New Zealand. Just got back. Uh, it was phenomenal. I had three and a half days spearing. I recorded three interviews. Um, two of them were with big groups, some mad banter, and one one interview that I was just just frothing about um, releasing. It's Rochelle Davies, as she was, she was Rochelle Potter. They got married on the day we flew in. And uh, James and I from Southern Spearfishing got down and had an absolute ball in New Zealand uh, in the Three Kings Islands, the Jurassic Park of spearfishing. Uh, I managed a 27-kilo uh, king was my fish of the trip. And uh, it's just a hint of some of the special fish that are there to uh, be taken. But patrons help fund that. I just want to give a quick shout-out to a whole bunch of them today. Captain Dan, Ed Martin, Penetrator, Paul, Duncan, Brian, Reese, Philip, Frederick, Bleaks, Daniel, Eric, Max, your new favourite, Jacob Stevens, Jack, Matthew, Nicholas, Jesse, Craig, Stuart, Stephen. You guys are legends. Thank you for being patrons on the new Spiro uh, Patreon page. You, if, if anyone wants to check it out, they want to support the show, there's three levels you can do it at patreon.com forward slash no Spiro. Thanks, Legends. That trip was absolutely phenomenal. I'm look, really looking forward to releasing uh, those those interviews. Um, a quick offer for Spiro dads out there. Uh, got some a very cool shirt design coming out along with two others as well. But if you go to noobspiro.com forward slash mad gear, there is a shirt there for every dad that spears. Spiro dad it's I love it I, I borrowed the idea from someone but uh the, and this design I've had done up it, it uh, makes me chuckle every time I look at it I'm looking forward to putting it on so no spiro.com forward slash mad gear the new spirit community on Facebook is off the chain uh I think we've got 1800 people on there now the conversation's really going great if you've got issues or you know you just want to share your victories or whatever it is that's happening in your spearfishing world the new spirit community on Facebook is a fantastic place to do it that'll be linked up in today's show notes so if you just go to new forward slash ricardo with a c r-i-c-a-r-d-o uh, i'll have everything we've discussed in today's show notes up there um, so that's it let's get into this interview with ricardo raposo This episode of the Noob Spiro Podcast is brought to you by spearfishing.com.au. They've been on board for more than 100 episodes, and I'd love for you to shop at spearfishing.com.au. They have a price beat guarantee, hassle-free returns, flat shipping rates across Australia, and you can save 20 bucks. For every purchase over $200, if you use the code NoobSpiro, you save $20. Thanks for supporting the Noob Spiro Podcast and shopping with spearfishing.com.au. 
This episode of the Noob Spirit Podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at noobspirit.com forward slash audible. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Who uses those? Anyway, noobspirit.com forward slash audible. Welcome to the show, Ricardo Raposo, all the way from Brazil, man. It's awesome to have you with me, and uh, we've been trying to tee this up for a while, so welcome, man. Thank you. Uh, you we were just talking about accents and understanding the show. You mentioned it, it took a little while for you to understand um, some of the jokes and stuff when you are listening to the podcast, is that right? Yeah, uh, it took like uh, 10 episodes or or more <laughs> yeah. to, to start laughing right yeah, yeah <laughs> but then yeah. i never stopped after that well your english is your english is pretty good man um which part of brazil are you in uh, i live in rio okay. so yeah i live really close to the beach in rio de janeiro and um is there a lot of reef around there what's the sort of the spearfishing like so here uh in rio de janeiro you, we have the uh, guanabara bay it's a big bay uh, that gives a lot of uh, food for fish, right? And we have uh, several islands uh, uh, in front of it. So it's mostly rocks, right? And and, and the spear fishing is, is more deep. Okay. Yeah, it, it depends on... on <laughs> for me, like... Uh, 15 meters is, is deep, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. So how how did it all start for you? Did did someone introduce you to spearfishing? Um, how did you fall in love with it? So uh, my dad uh, used to to do spearfishing as a as a, his sport. So I think he was like uh, with the with the uh, doing the sport with the, the old uh, spearfishermen in Brazil. So I learned uh, with him. Uh, he, he he taught me like when I was really young. With uh, I don't know, ten years old, uh, wow. twelve years old, yeah, yeah. Now it's your turn. You have a daughter, and you've already got her out snorkeling as well. Yeah, yeah. We recently went to uh, Cancun and uh, Playa del Carmen in, in the Caribbean, Mexico. Okay, uh, it was like really good uh, places to uh, reefs with a lot of fish, and the visibility is awesome. The temperature is awesome, so. Uh, and she she really uh, uh, adapts to the the mask and, and snorkel. It was mm. it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think like so we were talking before the show, and you were to, you were saying um, how if you're going to introduce children to you know snorkeling and spearfishing, it's better to do it in a clear, warm place with lots of fish. So um, Mexico was like that. It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, and no no waves, like uh, not not that much wind and uh, I, th I think one thing that uh, made it really easy uh, was to have a, how can I say the, the it's like a, uh, a life jacket mm. but it's it's for kids and, and it's really thin it okay. just gives a little bit of uh, floating to okay. the kid so she was really comfortable in the water, like uh, taking out the snorkel to to talk to me and, and oh look at that fish, Dad, it's amazing. This kind ah, of okay. So that's perfect at that age when they 
and they, they're more or less self-supported because I think when I took my son out sort of similar age, maybe he's a little older actually, he just hung on to my back the whole time. <laughs> and then he, he would drop his fin and then he would drop his snorkel and uh, I think this is taking children snorkeling. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough in the beginning. So. Yeah, but it's fun, man, and it's cool to introduce someone to you know something that you love doing, um, which I guess is what your father did for you. So, um, did he put you onto your first fish? Um, what was that like? Oh, I don't recall exactly, but I, I think it was like, uh, oh, see the fish there, like go there and, and shoot it. It was a easy fish. Uh, mm. I don't, I don't know the I don't recall the the name of it. We, mm. we just call it a uh, uh, peixe porco. It's like uh, pig fish. I, I don't know. <laughs> There's no <laughs> translation for that. So it's a really really slow. And like I shoot the fish like and and, and their pond came like out of distance, you know, into the cord. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, cool, man. Um, so what were sort of some of the struggles you had when you got started? Um, did, you, did you have issues with hunting or equipment? What was, what was sort of some of your struggles? Yeah, besides the, the old school equipment that my dad used, like that um, um, really old uh, air compressed guns and um, the fins were that uh, only rubber, like really tiny fins. <laughs> that 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 was good. That was what I what I knew by the time, right? Yeah. But I think the most uh, uh, challenging was the the hunting techniques because my my dad wasn't like that uh, a teacher. He's not he, he's not a teacher at all. So he was like, ah, just go and and find the fish. So <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was there, <laughs> I think, but I, I didn't I didn't have techniques for for hunting. Cool. So so how did you start? learning some techniques just trial and error sort of thing like practice and just learn as you go yeah because uh, i was trying to to follow my dad and and uh i was i would see him from from the top and he would go like from cave to cave and like little holes and checking for grouppers and 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 that was the the what i learned i've learned so i okay. i just like, i would go to the bottom and, and try to 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 go like uh from the side of the the, the caves and, and put the gun slowly and then avoiding the eye contact and if there's something inside and then it's like <laughs> yeah okay so 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 cave hunting for groper is very common where you where you live yeah yeah but it uh, it's getting deeper and deeper, right? Uh, it's not not easy as in the past. So okay. the, it's more scarce now. The government is trying to to put some rules on on the hunting, but it's not effective. Ah, okay. So is that fishing pressure that's changing that? Is it is it recreational fishermen that are putting pressure on that fishery, or is it? Well, um, why, what's the reason? Is there more fishermen? Yeah, it's the professional fishermen with uh, compressors. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, they just clean the bottom of the ocean, they, and they have uh, uh, they 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 do it legally. So they, they uh. yeah, it's it's reset. So so some restrictions are needed. So hopefully, um, they can start putting some law into place to 
to protect and preserve a little bit um, because it sounds that sounds unsustainable. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the laws are in place now, but uh, we don't have, uh, uh, how can I say, like... Uh, like enough boats from the marine to to check to to uh, to monitor and to enforce yeah. the law. Yeah, yeah, that's it. To enforce the law. Yeah, these these things take time and they they are an expensive effort. And sometimes it takes a few years to get a, a cultural change. I think, but um, it's good that that's happening. Yeah, sure. Mm, cool. So you've been listening to the podcast for a few years i wonder um, where else have you picked up some information that's helped you along the way so uh one of the first lessons that i that i learned from the the podcast was to uh look for a group of uh spear fishermen right mm -hmm. so i went to some stores in in rio and and i found this really nice uh uh, store that you can uh, the the owner and the the guys that work there they they they, they go out they have a boat and then they invite the, the they invite us you know oh wow yeah they're they're awesome and that's cool we have a WhatsApp group and and we talk like constantly about that. the expeditions you know <clears throat> it was a change a real change in my my spear fishing uh experience right because i was doing just what my dad said like uh, 40 years ago i don't know <laughs> he was like stuck in time as well so i don't know like 60 years ago like the equipment and and then uh i started to get in touch with uh, techniques uh, uh they they do some trainings as well so i did wow. some trainings on spear fishing on uh, uh, pools, they, uh, they, we have here a 20-meter pool. Okay. We can, yeah, we can do some training there. So it, it's it's amazing. It changed a lot. Uh, and uh, after that, uh, knowing a lot of good uh, spear fishermen in, in Rio. Mm. So. Yeah, finding a local community can be can be crucial, man, and it makes a big difference. Like, um, it's great to share the experience with others, and there's always people to learn from, and that network can be powerful as well. So you've always got, hopefully, you've always got a dive buddy around as well. So that's cool, man. What's the what's the name of the shop? Is uh, oh my god, I, I you got to translate it. That. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. It's in English, but I forgot. I, I don't recall the name. But the name ah. of the, the owner is uh, a famous uh, spear fisherman, D Diego Santiago. You know him? Ah, I do know. I had some people um, ask me to interview him a few times. So maybe I'll have to get you to put me in contact with him. Yeah, he was one of the best. He's the best in Brazil and he's wow. really good. Like. And still friendly with guys that are um, fairly new. Yeah, he, he, I, I didn't go dive with him. It's more difficult to go dive with him. But uh, uh, Marcelo Viana is yep. the uh, one of the guys that work there, and he's awesome. He's the like, uh, best. Uh, uh, he he does the trainings, and when you go dive with him, he like always watching your back. You know, ah, he's awesome, kind of uh, yeah. He he's there. If you need, he's there. He's, he's awesome. You see. So this, the spearfishing culture in, in, in Brazil and particularly Rio is, is it's a healthy sport. It's growing. There's a good community. Is that is that that's kind of what I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Uh, it's not that big, but it yeah. is a is a growing community. Yeah. Awesome. 
Awesome, cool. All right, well, let's get into um, maybe one of your favourite species to hunt and and how do you hunt them effectively? So, grouper's right? Mm. Uh, it's more like uh, looking and then approaching the, 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 the caves from the side and and it's more like a, a uh, you you also when you're at the top you you maybe you can see them moving depending on the time of the day right and you can you can go after uh, what else uh, kingfish we have a lot one of the one of the fish that I uh, <laughs> used to to catch when I was younger is the parrot okay uh, yeah but uh, I didn't have technique so I would like. Uh, constantly go like uh, swim, uh, swim after chasing. Right, mm. I would chase chase uh, uh, parrot fish forever when I was <laughs> diving. <laughs> yeah, parrotfish are a little bit tricky to hunt. They can be very difficult, um, especially the bigger ones, and um, they seem to be they seem to adapt to spear spearfishing pressure, and they become increasingly difficult to hunt the more they are hunted. Um, how do you hunt them? How do you hunt parrotfish? When I uh, catch the fish is, is when when uh, I see the fish and I'm, I hide behind the rocks and I, I, I wait for them to, to go around the rock, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, in a, I'm in a good position to, to, to shoot. They're very clever though sometimes. They're hard to hide from. Um, I, I, I have difficulty with them. I... The way the way that several of us hunt them here is nearly always shooting them from top down and um, avoiding eye contact, like trying to not move when you as you approach them, and then you get you know top down shots. But um, hunting them on the bottom here is very difficult. Uh, I do get lucky sometimes, but it's um, maybe only twenty five percent of the parrotfish I shoot. But yeah, so. So um, you look for structure, and you put the structure between you and the fish. Is that right? Okay, cool, cool. And they they don't respond to scratching or any noises or anything, do they? They the, kind of like the less they see and hear of you, the better. I think is that is that what you think? Yeah, I, I didn't use like uh, noises. Like the less the less you do, right, the the better, and the mm. best the best you hide. It's better uh -huh. as well. Yeah, yeah. If you're like, if you have, if you can wait a lot in the in bottom, if you have like good breath. I think because I'm so big, it's too hard for me to hide. <laughs> 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 we were, uh, I, I used to, uh, to go diving in Arraial do Cabo. It's uh, like 100 kilometers from, from Rio. It's okay. a really nice, nice place with a uh, little bit more cool water. Uh, and with a lot of life uh, so there was this rock that i would go there like every time i go there there was a, a pair of fish like a blue one really big looking like a dinosaur or something <laughs> and i would go there and i would stare at him and he would stay like 10 meters away from me all the time yeah it, it, it took like it, I, I didn't catch the fish at all, but uh, we saw each other for like five years, ten years. I don't know. We were wow. friends. I, I, I was talking to him like, uh, "Hey, <laughs> you know, he was my friend." <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is funny. Sometimes older fish, I think they're very clever, like um, 
and they just they never come close yeah so did you give him a name oh no no <laughs> it was it was just the the blue uh i think the the blue dinosaur was something like that <laughs> you know? uh, that's cool so so you go to the same location there um nearly every time you go back yeah now now this area is a, a national park we cannot okay. uh, uh, do hunting there anymore but yeah i, I was uh, i was going there very often it was a really good place to go cool cool all right um what about a tough situation or a scary moment um that you've had in your spearfishing i had a lot of them that <laughs> <laughs> let me check that was one in uh, uh mexico that because um, normally when I, I go traveling for surfing I, I, I kind of try to do spear fishing and, and when the waves are down or, or something like that and then I, I went I went to 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 Mexico and uh, we were I was in the Caribbean side and I was asking the the, the, the guy from the boat instructor I was saying oh what uh, tell me something about the place and he said a lot of good stuff for me like how oh, it's deep and 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 we have to jump from the boat here and then uh, let the current uh, uh, take you when you dive here and then you, you see the 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 sank boat in the, in the bottom and there will be a lot of fish there um, but when i when i shot the first fish it was like a one huge shark coming from the bottom oh wow yeah i was not used i i didn't see like i never i never saw shark in the, in the water and that was my first time and I, he said a lot of good things and he didn't mention anything about sharks right <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh my god i'll die now yeah. <laughs> it was coming in my direction they just like oh take this fish take this fish <laughs> and yeah, the guy yeah. came to me no 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 don't give the fish to him and start like pulling the fish and they close to us and the shark was getting closer and uh, we tried to like hit him in the, in the nose i didn't know the this the techniques mm. so it, it was really scary it, it was fun after but <laughs> like inside the water like oh my god so what did you what did you learn from the situation what would you do differently next time uh, i think a little bit of uh, uh google <laughs> not, <laughs> not trusting only on the on the on the on your like on the guy from the boat you know mm. yeah and uh after that I, i've learned a lot with about sharks right and Mm. Also in the, the podcast, you have a lot of stories about sharks. And, mm. and uh, yeah, we went to the boat and then we came back to the water and we continued hunting. And I was really scared, but uh, he, he, he taught me like how to to avoid them. And, and you know, there was there were two two sharks there, a smaller one, a big one. It was fun, cool. really scary. Did he did he tell you why he didn't want to feed the shark? Oh yeah, yeah. He said, "You don't like don't give the first fish or any any fish to the shark, <laughs> because mm. otherwise the shark will eat everything that you catch." Yeah. Just uh, teaching the teaching the shark mm. not to uh, to get our food. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, our yeah. food, not their food. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes if guys do it too often, every time spear fishermen or spearfisher woman get in the water. And they hear they hear that a gun, all of the sharks come because they think 
Oh, it's feeding time. So it's it's an important one, man. Um, so did did you and the guy sort of like go back to back um, with the shark around you? Yes. So uh, every time one uh, spearfish, the other one would stay uh, uh, looking like uh, the surroundings, right? Uh, to to locate the sharks, they were like uh, around, like okay. doing rounds. Yeah, so cool. we would stay there and, and protecting with our, our guns. <laughs> Sounds like a very steep learning curve, man. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> to go to go from just like um, not seeing sharks and then all of a sudden having one just blasting at you from the bottom, um, that would be very scary, man. Very intimidating. Yeah, and the and the the the, the water there is like. Uh, I don't know, 30 meters, like deep blue visibility, you know, and uh, we could see everything. And uh, when you're like searching for the shark, uh, it's it's not two dimensions, like uh, four dimensions. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) To look up, down, side, side, back, Mm. you know, every time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's very difficult it's very difficult and to watch behind you as well and uh yeah it's, that's why it's nice to have a good dive buddy for sure hey um did, did you take any really special fish on that trip on the on this trip mm. uh I, we took like one one species only was uh, uh correct if i'm wrong was uh, the local name was uh palom palometa okay. i think uh what it's, sort of? it's a kind of uh, travelly or something. Ah, like that. okay, okay, cool. Yeah. And um, was it? Did did you guys cook that up? What was the story there? Yeah. So uh, I just have had one day with them, right? Because uh, I was kind kind of in a in a with my my wife in this in this trip to to the Carib- Caribbean side, and uh, but I, I, I took the part of the fish and we we took it to a really nice restaurant and we had a great dinner with the fish that i i caught so ah awesome awesome yeah that's cool man um what about any other really memorable fish you've taken um during your spearfishing what's what's probably the fish you're the most proud of okay so i think it was the when i went to mentawai indonesia okay and um, I was in a surf resort and the waves are flat. And then I was like, uh, oh, my God, I need to go spearfishing. And and uh, the owner of the resort, uh, the owner or, or the guy that worked at the manager uh, said, OK, let's go. I have some equipment here. Let's go. And uh, it was me, him and uh, and the, the chef, the, the, the cooking chef. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we started like really shallow, uh, like inside bay reefs with really small grouper's, and uh, and the the manager was like was getting some some grouper's, and I was like, oh my god, there's no fish here, and and then we we were we went to a, a little bit deeper place uh, and and more outside and small island more outside of the the. The, the island that we were and uh, I did a really deep dive not really deep but for me like 10-12 meters and I was waiting in the middle of nowhere and then this uh, uh, this GT 
came. Wow. Uh, yeah, really big one, and I, I shot it. Not a, not a good shot, <laughs> but but the the gun was that uh, uh, was a uh, Indonesian uh, uh, wooden handmade gun. Yeah, yeah. With no no reel and no buoy. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to to go to the surface and I couldn't because the, the fish was like pulling me down, and I had wow. nothing to 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 fight right. And then I I got to the top finally and I started screaming, "Hey, help me! Help me!" And they were in the boat preparing to leave, and they said, "Come to the boat!" And then I said, "Hey, help me! I got a fish." Hey, what what's happening? And, and like every time I was like, uh, please help me. I was like uh, uh, sinking down again and then <laughs> coming back. And the guy, come on, help me. And the guy came. And, and when he came to, to, to help me, he came without gun. <laughs> and, and he saw the fish and the, he started screaming at the boat. Oh, my God. He got a really nice DT. <laughs> oh, my God. And the manager took the gun and came and, 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 and places the, no. And he missed the second shot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I did the, the second, the third shot in the, in the fish. I was oh, almost wow. dying. And it was like, uh, uh, almost dark, but uh, I think the best part was when we were coming to the, the, the resort, mm. all my, my surfers friends, mm. they were there like in the, in the pool and they was, Oh, oh where's, where are they? They were like kind of uh, uh, worried about us because it was dark already. Yeah. Then I came with this big fish, and everybody started screaming, and it was a, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's that sounds terrible, though, man. Like really scary. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I hope they don't hear this story, right? <laughs> oh wow! So. Mentawai is a famous sort of surf resort, so I imagine that would have been a cool trip, man. Um, obviously, if you were using your equipment, you would have had a buoy and a and a float line, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, when they gave you this handmade wooden gun with no float, <laughs> what was your reaction? No, I I I saw it and I, it was it was so like uh, beautiful. Right, that mm. wooden. I, I always dreamed about a wooden gun, and I, 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 I kind of didn't realize that was there was a, any risk involved with that. Uh, right, yeah. I, I missed it. Oh, there's no real. Ah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Wow. Well, you survived and you got the fish, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to increase your bottom time and? Uh, lower your comfortable operating depth of course you do got a great offer for you it's a 28 day freediving transformation can be found at noobspiro.com forward slash ted you can learn how to increase your bottom time dive deeper using proven freediving training techniques in the comfort of your own home and the great thing about the 28 day freediving transformation is you only need a small investment of time you need 25 to 40 minutes three days a week and five minutes on two of the other days and you can significantly improve your freediving performance in, tw- in only 28 days check it out at new Spirit.com forward slash Ted and jump on the 28 day freediving transformation. When I finally get to go out spearfishing, I want to keep things simple. I want to get in the water, use basic gear that's not going to break down on me. I want to have a good time and shoot some fish. And today's sponsor, 
kill shot spear guns make a spear gun that's absolutely perfect for that. Ed Martin, designer, builder, and manufacturer of more than 1,000 spear guns, likes to keep these guns simple, effective, and dependable. Check them out at killshotspearguns.com. Use the code NOOB for a limited time only. Save some dough, some moolah, some dosh, some cheddar. I can't even do the cheddar thing. Save some money. That's all I can say. Killshotspearguns.com. We're going to move into Veterans Vault, and uh, you've got sort of like, I would say you've got a hit list today of, of really good tips and sort of information for people, particularly in their first sort of year or two of spearfishing. So really looking forward to getting into that. And um, I remember you saying like your focus has shifted a lot. You've become much more safety conscious. Um, t- talk to me a little bit about that. What's made you, what's sort of motivated you to become more safety conscious? Uh, I think uh, I, I didn't know about the risks, about all the risks involved, right? And when I when I start like uh, uh, listening to to uh, friends and and listening to to your podcast and and researching, I saw that was I was doing like really really dangerous things, mm. right? And like um, when you when you don't take the snorkel when you like when you're diving right yeah you you just come back like really tired from the bottom and and you have to like pull the water from the snorkel and then continue diving and after yeah. that you you breathe right so <laughs> well, the, well the other the other thing the other thing with the snorkel in your mouth is um if you do black out and you've got a snorkel in your mouth um generally if you don't have anything in your mouth your body when it blacks out will close your airway but if you have a, snor- a snorkel in your mouth and you black out, everything will stay open. So water can p- potentially go into your lungs. And then it's you, you have all sorts of problems, even you know if you are revived. So that's another big reason for it. But yeah, that's another bad habit you've identified there is like coming to the surface and clearing your snorkel straight away instead of doing some recovery breathing. So that two massive ones, man. Cool. Yeah, yeah. What other things did you discover for in terms of like risks that you weren't aware of? How can you say the the over breathing? How do uh, you say that? Hyperventilating, over breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hyperventilating. So uh, I, I've learned a lot of uh, good techniques to to avoid that. You know, to to be conscious about it. Oh, awesome. It's, 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 yeah, I, I think it's more like when you know. You have to do something about it, right? And I, and I didn't know, so I, I was at like a clear risk, and I didn't know. Cool, man. Awesome. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you found some useful stuff. Um, let's dig into let's dig into some of your tips. So, um, one thing you you mentioned in the email was concentration and rest. Um, what have you learned, or what's important about concentration and rest? So. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I I normally go like diving in different places, different countries, and you get you get anxious, you get nervous, right? So uh, when you're like before for jumping in the water, just like start concentrating, meditating, closing your eyes, uh, and even when we, when you are uh, inside the water, try to concentrate. Think about your heartbeats. Uh, 
like try to re reduce it. <laughs> you won't, you okay. won't do it, but concentrating and resting, yeah, is uh, is is like, it makes a big difference when you when you when you're diving in a in a different place. So just take take that uh, anxiety out and 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 take that. Uh, uh, that pressure right mm -hmm. <clears throat> then you're concentrated and then then you're like in in yourself then it doesn't matter where you are you are you're ready for for the dive yeah nice nice i like it man and um yeah i guess when you go to a new place there is always that sort of excitement and anxiety and just getting into a place of relaxation before you start diving sounds like a great idea i like it um, when it gets too easy, it's time to stop. Um, what do you mean by that? So, um, normally when I'm, when I'm diving like for a long time, uh, I, I, I really feel like, oh, it's, it's kind of getting easier to go yeah. down and, and stay there a lot and then coming back and then getting fish and you get like, it, it gets, it gets really easy and, and, this comes with the with, with the uh, I feel tired uh, as well. So after like two uh, two hours in water, like I, I start getting this this feeling of uh, uh, tiredness and 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 also I, I think that oh it's too easy. So there's something wrong. So let's go to the boat and rest and so the do something the, about it. The urge to breathe is less, but you feel like tired you some some fatigue and stuff and that's a warning sign for you that you need to have a break yes that's it yeah cool cool all right cool yeah well yeah that's a that's a big point um another thing you you've learned over the years is about carrying knives um what do you what's your strategy with um positioning your knives and stuff so i have one in my in my leg and one in my belt yeah sometimes it's really hard to go to 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 your legs and and, and get the knife you know you, you never know the the what what you face you know the, the what <laughs> it's really good to know that you have like two options to to yeah. get rid of, get rid of something you know yeah 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 that's a good point man and um yeah i think when you've got a fish in your hand a big struggling fish you want something that's accessible and sometimes a knife that's on your leg is quite difficult to get to yeah yeah um waiting waiting for um spearfishing is something you've trialed a lot what have you learned about uh correct waiting uh so in the in the past uh i would uh, get like the six kilo belt from my dad and I would go like direct to the bottom. Um, just recently, like, uh, I don't know, three years, two years ago, I started like testing and, 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 and I, I was shocked about the, uh, how light I would dive better. Right. Oh, okay. I, I would go like, like two kilos <laughs> instead wow. of like four or five, mm. you know, and and uh, sometimes you get in the water. Oh, my weight is good, but and you do a dive, and then oh, let's see if if one if I take one off, maybe gets better. Mm. You know, depending depending on the on the on the on depth, how deep how deep you go. Yeah, depending on the depth. Mm. So yeah, it, it always it's it always better to to 
to dive light, right? Yeah, yes, especially when you're hunting down deep. Sometimes when you're hunting very shallow, it can be useful to have more weight on, like if you're in, say, like less than five meters or... Because there's sometimes you, you cha- like you target some species that are in very shallow water, and so having extra weight can be helpful. But I think for, for the most part, you're right. Um, being, being light is good because... You know, you, you're buoyant on the surface, and then you know you're neutral, neutral uh, where you want to be down down lower in the water column. So it's cool. That's a that's a that's a good discovery as well, man. And I like your honesty. Like, you know, like I started off this way, and then I learned this, and I've changed this. I, I like it. It's very it's a clever way to look at diving. Is we're always improving stuff, so it's good. Um, when you go diving with a new buddy or new people. How do you establish um, a plan and some safe diving practices? Yeah, nor- normally I don't, uh, uh, I don't like reinforce like like the word says, right? I just uh, I ask them how they dive, if they like to dive uh, uh, with a buddy, right? Uh, mm. One cover, one covers the other, and um, most of the time they. Some, yeah, sometimes they, they, they say, oh, yes, let's do it. And then when they get in the water, they disappear. <laughs> it's very common, man. It's very yeah. common. Yeah. Uh, or, or you meet them in the bottom, right? Hey, how are you, sir? <laughs> uh, it's terrible, but we've all done it. So I know what you mean. So do you, do you try and um, get one person to follow the person diving and then switch or like um how, how do you negotiate your sort of buddy situation if if they they, they want to do it if they're willing to do it uh, just like oh let's go together I'll, I'll dive and then you go after and then let's go like this and watching the waiting for the the, the other one to 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 go to the surface and and watch the, the the body language and then after that like mm. maybe okay sign you know and then and then uh, and then go again uh, when I when I went to uh, Panama I went to Mojo Negrito okay it's a really nice place it's, it's close to the um, Hannibal Bank okay yep yep yeah Hannibal Banks yep famous famous place yep yeah so it, it was like rainy season the water wasn't wasn't good at all. Yeah. Uh, then the, we went to a river mouth, and there were three of us. And the diving was like this: we we would like very very hard current. We would be like stuck in this small rock that only fit three of us, <laughs> and the current was was holding us in the rock. And then wow. uh, one at a time would go down, and do a weight in the bottom. Okay, but. But the water was really, really uh, uh, not good. It was like uh, one, two meters visibility. I think one meter. Wow. Uh, and then I, I would go to the bottom and, and wait a little bit and then, and then go back and then the other go. But it, it's really hard with, with uh, uh, dirty water to, to, to watch out for your, the other. Very hard. Yeah, you, you can see them, right? So I, I, I lost a, like, I lost, I think, the, the biggest fish that I've ever seen. I, I think it was a, a kingfish, okay. something like that. Uh, I think I shot him in the, in the head and 
I couldn't penetrate. Ah, yeah. But yeah, but I was like, oh my god, I need to go back. I need to like, there's fish there, and then like, I went back, and then I stayed like forever there waiting for the fish. And it was when I was coming back, I I just like, I lost, and I my I couldn't see anything. Like went this dark. And I lost kind of moment momentaneously. I lost the control of my body. Ah! Oh wow! Yeah, uh, was a really, really like a close call. And mm. and the current took me to the side of the rock, and I was like, you know, it was really, really fast. What happened? And uh, I, I was I was lucky that I I, I just like woke up like really I, I don't know instantly I don't know, but uh, I I don't think they would. They would see me uh, yeah. uh, having that uh, blackout, you know. So, so, was it like a samba, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But a, lo- a loss of like motor control and and function in your body is very, very scary, man. So, what did you did you change anything after that experience? Uh, <laughs> I just, I think I did like two more, like. Really shallow <laughs> d- dives and then okay, I'm done. <laughs> uh, the temptation we we're a bit silly sometimes with chasing fish, but um, what about long long term? Has that changed anything for you? Oh yeah, uh, this uh, together with uh, family and, and daughter, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think about a lot of things. So. Yeah. When you have to, when you have to get home and provide for your family, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it, it it is good to to know the time that you're you're down. Sometimes you lose the the, the lose lose track. Yeah, if if you have a watch and, and I, I normally don't don't look at the watch when I'm when I'm down, but when you when you don't know how many how much time you're there, it's good to 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 see and, and know that you're good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Another thing you're passionate about is sort of sustainability and looking after the environment. Um, you've developed your sort of your own code of ethics, which I think is pretty common for guys that are becoming experienced at spearfishing. Um, what is kind of your personal code with regards to looking after the environment and thinking about sustainability? Uh, cleaning the ocean, right? When you're mm. diving, you you see like uh, plastics and. You can take it from the bottom. Uh, uh, the reef safe sunscreen. It's something oh, yeah. that <laughs> it will not hurt. Yeah, yeah. To, to do that, right? So, so a lot of the sunscreens are, are not are not good for the reef. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, too, they, yeah normally they the they they write there like reef safe. Ah, okay, cool, cool. And collecting rubbish as you go. That's a good good one. Yeah, and uh, like avoid destroying the reefs. That's kind of obvious. But uh, I also I have like a really uh, I'm really conscious about like uh, shooting every fish that appears. Right? Yeah. Uh, you have to follow your instincts and and get the fish that you you want to eat, the fish that mm. you like, the the size that is is allowed, you know, and the quantity that you can handle. Right. I was going to say sometimes on social media I see like death death piles, and um, you know just lots lots and lots of fish. And sometimes I I understand the photo. It's probably 
three or four guys and girls maybe diving over several days but the pile of fish sends a message that this is what we catch all the time kind of thing and so yeah I think like being conscious about you know obviously what you shoot and how, how many you shoot but also what you share on social media as well is important oh yeah sure do, what um what social media do you guys use in brazil uh use more uh whatsapp ah, yeah. and uh, maybe instagram a little bit of facebook but uh, not that much it's more more instagram like pictures and pictures and videos you, you wrote, wrote down, down here, clean, cleaning, the, cleaning the fish in the, in the ocean. ocean. Uh, what, what was that, that about? about? Yeah, this is something that I do. I, I saw some some guys doing. I think it's really sustainable, right? When you when you clean the fish and and and, and throw everything in, in the ocean, so the other fish can can eat it mm. instead of like throwing it in the, in the in the garbage at home with a lot of different things there, like. Like non-recyclable plastics or whatever yeah, just mix everything there yeah yeah, yeah. When, when you do everything in, in the ocean it's better give ba- uh, give back a little bit yeah yeah and uh, sometimes you get only the fillet of the fish right mm. uh, most a lot, a lot of a lot of people like throw away the rest the head and then spine but if you do like if you cook it with vegetables and you you get a like really nice uh, soup, mm, nice. Yeah, just like uh, eat every eh, the, all the fish, you know. Also, have you got some um, some fish head recipes? How do you how do you cook your soup with the fish heads? Uh, I'm really bad at recipes. I just get a lot of on- onions and garlic and pepper, tomatoes. I just Put in the water, boiling water with the fish, and, and and then you can you can take the bones out, uh, or or even you have like a, a I don't know how to say it's like a, you put in a cup and you serve like as a as an in tree, you know, just the the the, the liquid that, that that's there. That's a very good entree. That's a flash one. I like it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's good. I like it. I like I like this ideology of using the whole fish. Um, I recently bought a cookbook called the the Whole Fish Cookbook, made by these guys, uh, I believe in Sydney, and um, it's phenomenal. Just some of the stuff in it, and these guys, when they use a fish, they want to use every part of it. So I really um, I really like it. I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to trying out a couple of the recipes actually, but. Um, yeah, I might link that up in today's show notes as well if guys are interested in, you know, not just using the fillets, but also, um, you know, the rest of the fish as well. So that'd be cool. Upgrading your fins is something that I think every single Spiro goes through within their spearfishing journey. And today's sponsor, Penetrator Fins, have been around for a long time. You've got a lot of proprietary technology goes into their fins. And what that means is that Lariat Penetrator has produced a set of fins that are second to none. And Penetrator Fins back this up with a beyond industry standard warranty. They've got a three-year warranty against breakage on any composite blades and a one-year warranty on carbon fiber blades. There's a baby's bum finish. There's no friction here. These fins are immaculate for getting you to glide through the ward with maximum economy. If you pair a penetrator fin up with a good foot pocket too, you, you're going to have a much different experience spearfishing. You're going to be able to go further and longer, and you're also going to have a lot less fatigue at the end of the day. Check them out, penetratorfins.com. Use the code name Spiro. 
Is that more spearfishing shit? Yeah, it is, honey, but it's my favourite podcast. You just kind of stop yourself. You're obsessed. Well, it's true, but Shrek told me I'd, I'd lose my 90s dad look. Baby, it's all for you. For those that are a little obsessed, head over to noobspirit.com forward slash madgear. We've got hats, beanies, tank tops, t-shirts and hoodies for noobers who are mad about spearing. Noobspirit.com forward slash madgear. All right, hey, what's in your dive bag? What equipment What equipment are you using most of the time? I have a new Hummerhead. I don't, I, I think yep. it's Hummerhead, the, the, the mask. Yep. With the with that GoPro on on the top. Okay. Um, Just with that with that hammerhead GoPro mask. Do, do have you had any issues with it? Do you like it? Yeah, at the beginning it was difficult to to uh, when I when I when I put the GoPro I was like getting the like, water inside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I got used to it. I don't know what I did, but after like the third dive, you got get okay. Uh, so knife, uh, dive comb, and another Picasso. I don't like, just like normal knives, right? Uh, uh, Omer fins. Are you using carbon, plastic, or composite? It's composite, I think. Okay, yeah, it's cool. Like, like really, really basic one, that like, uh, white. Nice, but white strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a, a new gun. The not new, but two years, I think. That uh, rife that you can travel with, you just like, take it apart and become in two, and then you you go anywhere. Ah, okay. And what what is the shaft threaded? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the shaft um, goes into smaller pieces as well. So the the the, the wood wooden part it would mm-hmm. like break break in two, and and the and the the shaft you see it are are pulled, right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would, uh, uh, yeah, it would, it would take into, it's, it's really, really easy. Oh, wow. I've been looking for one of those. I was thinking about getting one just for making travel easier. Yeah. And, and you can, you can, uh, uh, swap the, the, the top part. Mm-mm. You can, you can have like, uh, one meter, one, uh, meter and 130, 120. You, yeah. you, you can switch the sizes right uh rife bungee for like uh blue water like open sea uh picasso float three three atm i think okay normal belt yeah. like just the, just that uh, uh uh rubber one right yeah 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 in, in the past we would have that that uh, uh Cam- canvas yeah yeah and 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 the weights would get stuck in there like <laughs> yeah horrible to take it off and put it back horrible yeah that's a common mistake mistake people make i think when they go to buy equipment they're trying to save money so they buy a canvas weight belt and um but they slide up and down your hips and the weights move around it's terrible um to spend the extra money and get a rubber weight belt for sure ah cool man what about um when you're traveling do you use a sports tube or what sort of bag do you use to carry your equipment oh just my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> does everything does everything fit in there? Uh, sometimes I get my 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 fins with me. Plane. Okay. Okay. And is is that okay? Everybody looks at you at the airport like, what's this guy doing? Uh, it's, it's fun. <laughs> ah, cool. I might do that myself next time. I think. 
Um, cool, man. Hey, let's. Uh, unless you had anything else with equipment, I wanted to move on to Spiro Q and A. What What is the single best piece of advice you've ever been given for spearfishing? The best, I think, the the snorkel thing. Oh, okay. So take take this take the snorkel out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that's me. And um, if you could start spearfishing all over again, what would you do differently? Researching, doing some uh, training, meeting uh, like local people, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a, a group, like a local community, you know. Makes yeah, a big I'll, difference. I'll, yeah, I was by myself like most of my my time doing spear fishing in the past with mm. some crazy buds that would come with me. What's your next dream fish? Like the fish that you. The, the species you really want to get next. Yeah, I, I, I want to get a tuna, but I don't know how to do it. Um, <laughs> I need to, we need to travel somewhere and then, but it's my dream fish to get a tuna. Mm. Maybe Panama again for a big yellow Yeah, thing. yeah. It's pretty, it's fairly close to you, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, yeah, it's close. Mm, mm, cool, man. Um, well, look, that's awesome, Ricardo. Um, we've had a mad, mad chat with you. I've enjoyed learning about Brazilian spearfishing. Um, where can people find you online? So uh, everything that I have is Ricardo LL Raposo. You can find me on Instagram. And I think Instagram is the best place to find me. Okay. And cool. face, Facebook and all this. Cool. Well, um People are always wanting to connect because it's like the spearfishing mafia, as one of my past guests have said. We're one big family, and uh, so it's really good to connect with spearers in different parts of the world. So I'm sure people will be happy to connect with a Brazilian guy if they're in your neck of the woods. So um, if guys go to noobspearer.com forward slash Ricardo, I'll link up your uh, Instagram. And Have you got a YouTube as well, Ricardo? No, no, no YouTube. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool man well I'll link that up in today's show notes so newspirit.com forward slash Ricardo and everything we've chatted about will be in there well thanks Ricardo I've had a mad chat so um, cheers for joining me on the show yeah it was a pleasure Ricardo what an interesting character you can find him on Instagram at pescasubbr uh, very interesting fella. Some real practical advice in there today. Loved um, just thinking around preparing for a dive. I think relaxation uh, is absolutely critical in your spearfishing. If you can get some of those tips dialed in, you're going to enjoy your spearfishing a whole bunch more. And uh, hey, we're off to interview Barrett Harvey, African Spearfishing Diaries in two weeks. I'm really looking forward to releasing this one. Barrett is, uh, he's, got a, he's got a phenomenal YouTube channel and he's dropping about a, vi a video about every week at the moment. And I think he's released six in a row. These are some of uh, the best spearfishing videos I've seen. Really enjoying seeing what he's doing on his channel, African Spearfishing Diaries on YouTube. So anyway, see you in a fortnight, two weeks, Barrett Harvey. And just quickly, if you love the show, jump on patreon.com forward slash noobspero. Come and support the show on an episode-by-episode basis. Join a whole bunch of legends that are funding trips. Every single dollar that goes to Patreon funds trips where I get to come out, do live interviews, uh, dive with former guests and listeners, and record a whole bunch of great episodes in person. And uh, I'm really enjoying doing it and having the opportunity to get out. Last year I did Melbourne, and this year I've done New Zealand. Next year I want to do the USA. 
possibly South Africa. Um, we'll see what happens with Patreon. Super stoked about that. Patreon.com forward slash Spiro. Thanks for listening. I'm out. Is it time for an upgrade? I'm nodding. You can't see it, but I'm nodding because I'm thinking to myself, it's always time for an upgrade. Head over to spearfishing.com.au. One way I like to upgrade is by shopping bargains. End of line stuff. Sometimes there's always magic little finds to be had. Adreno used to have a, an email newsletter called Tight Ass Tuesday. Unfortunately, it no longer exists, although there is a clearance tab at spearfishing.com.au where a lot of the end of line stuff comes up, the bargains. It's the bargain bin, that's me. I'm, I'm not proud of myself. But that's how I shop sometimes. And look, you can save another $20 on everything over 200 when you use the code NoobSpiro. Head over to spearfishing.com.au. You'll thank me later. This episode of the NoobSpiro podcast is brought to you by the world's greatest spearfishing magazine, Spearing Magazine. There are news and reviews for the latest spearfishing equipment and gadgets inside. There's practical how-to and DIY type articles. There's spearing adventures from crazy noobers like you from all over the world. And uh, it's, it's a magazine that you can pick up or you can look at. And if you've got the digital subscription, you can flick through and let it inspire your next spearfishing adventure, even if you're having a dry run. Keep the stoke alive. Check it out at spearingmagazine.com. If you're away from the good old USA, though, check out the international subscription. That's at sparingmagazine.com.